We're joined now by show contributor Jerry Mayer Judson. How are you today? Oh, I'm fantastic. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You sun's know, out. Sun's <laughs> out. And uh, we were talking about this uh, off air, but uh, I saw a stat yesterday that we're about 20 days away from the sun setting at 7 o'clock. Oh, Isn't that great? Thank God. We are after between February 28th and I think October 28th, the sun will not set before 6 p.m. That That's is what's awesome. Keeping you holding on. Yeah, I don't. I, I just love walking, uh, getting out of here after the show, and realizing you still have sunlight. Oh, you know, and it's, it's not pitch black. So, yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> it feels so good. But so, somebody posted something yesterday that we're twenty days away from the sun setting at seven. So it's like great. Yes, that is we're wonderful. in a good mood. We're in a good mood. But you know, a place that they're even better mood uh, from what I've been hearing is <laughs> UBC. Oh yeah, technically not right on campus, but they it's in the University Village, which is just across the street from the bus loop on the campus. It's real, real close. Um, Burb Cannabis has just opened their eighth and for now, final location in Mm -hmm. British Columbia in University Village across from UBC there. Technically not right on campus, but essentially it's on campus. And this is big because I think this is the closest that a legal retail cannabis store has been to a university campus. And, uh, but it, Oh, it was a hard won victory that <laughs> it like for them uh, it was pretty nutty. It's uh you know, given the neighborhood, there was a lot of pushback. Um lots leafy of, neighborhood, it's single leaf- family home neighborhood. <laughs> Correct, Mundo. So uh, I talked. Creme de la creme. <laughs> yeah, jeez. And uh, folks with lots of time. There was a petition actually against it in 2021, and it got 1,950 signatures oh. against their people kind of rallying against putting in this cannabis store. So it's been, um, I mean, John Kay, co-founder and CEO of Burb Cannabis, he says it best. It's an absolute marathon. And he reiterates, it's not technically right on campus, but it's, it's pretty close. <laughs> Technically, Technically, uh, right across the street from the bus loop, we're basically right on right on campus here. Yeah, this is obviously I just say demographically speaking, like it's a pretty great idea. But I feel like given the neighborhood, this probably did not come about super easily. So I'd like to kind of know what was the process like of opening this location? Yeah, it was a marathon. We started about nearly three years ago. And um, we definitely had opposition. There's a lot of foreign ownership um, here that uh, weren't too keen on the idea. And we really just wanted to, you know, drive the point home that there is already cannabis circulating on campus here. You know, legacy or gray market, whatever you want to call it. But what happens when a legal store goes in is it, it actually prevents access to minors. And it's really hard for minors to come into our store or any legal store and make a purchase. So, you know, it's all about safety. It's all about eliminating the the black market dealer and just, you know, it's convenience. We have a liquor store right around the corner from our location. I think the, you know, the people that wrote in complaining definitely were, were loud in, in their complaints, but uh, we feel the majority of people are very supportive. The students are excited. It's a legal business at this point, And that's kind of what the, uh, what the endowment lens based their decision on. So yeah, it's, it's been a process for us, but finally at the home stretch, we actually just passed our building inspection here. So we're all set to open on Friday. I worked in a cannabis store back home and like always like these kind of down to the wire at the buzzer. It's like, okay, we can open, we can do this. Good. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. We're kind of, this is our last store here in BC for uh, about a year until they lift the cap or do something with that. Is it, there's this cap. So you can only have provincially eight. Is that the number? Yeah, so private retailers are capped. Any one brand can only have eight locations. Obviously, that doesn't apply to the government stores. There's like 30 of them, but the rules are not the same 
in the private sector versus the government. So yeah, we're we're this is our eighth, and after that we have to wait for them to lift the cap. Is there any like scuttlebutt that they will be doing anything about the cap, or do you, there's it gonna be the same? Yeah, they're looking at it. It's a big issue. There's a few groups that are at eight, and um, you know initially they set this cap to prevent larger East Coast groups from right. coming in and. It served a purpose, but now, uh, five, six years in, everyone's very cautious. And, you know, it's it's not like a... I think in the beginning, there was more of a gold rush mentality. And uh, there's less of those fears that, you know, someone's going to come in and just open up like 30 stores economically. Just not doesn't make, doesn't make sense. BC was so interesting in terms of the the uptake, um, because there was such a, such a robust gray market, I guess. BC municipalities have been kind of pokey in terms of allowing shops to, to be open. Like Surrey still doesn't have one. Uh, yes, you're correct. Surrey is still trying to decide what that is going to look like for them. I think they said 12 stores they're going to allow, but I don't think there's going to be any movement until the next election in October, November, so likely January or the new year. They may uh, raise the cap. We're looking at Surrey. Surrey's a great market. We A lot of our customers in the Tri-Cities live in Surrey. So It's so, I don't know, it's weird the way government has handled these things. Yeah, no, weird is an understatement for sure. <laughs> They like to protect, like Burnaby, for example, only allows government stores. There's no private. It's, you know, the government is kind of choking the private sector because they're the, the distributor, the wholesaler, the, then they compete on the retail side as well. So, you know, we're doing our best to play ball. Uh, they do that liquor too, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting having a mixed public-private model or a mixed government-private model for yeah, anything. And, and and for cannabis, it, it's it's about government wanting to control and have control yes. because of – and people's sensitivities and, and concerns with cannabis. But liquor is the same way many, many years ago. At its core, LDB, Liquor Distribution Branch of BC, makes a lot of money for government mm-hmm. and they're not going to give that up. And they, you know, One day you can have philosophical debates on whether or not government should be at the retail side of liquor, but uh, on the distribution side, they're not giving that up. It's too much money. But uh, in the case of, of UBC, the fact that they still say it's not right at UBC, they're just, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Most of them are adults there anyway. Yeah, right? like so. most of them, if you're 19 years old, whether or not you should or should not, you can technically legally go in and purchase cannabis. And like having a cannabis store does have these effects where it's just the convenience thing. It's just, yeah. well, if the store is right there, why would I text somebody and make them come, you know? So it's um, it's interesting. It's been a, it's been an exciting day up well, there. It, it also, as you were saying in that conversation with John there, government still has to walk it slowly with cannabis. As much as people think it's legalized, let's go, what are we talking about? You know, I mean, look at the U.S. states. They still have dry counties in the U.S. They do. And we still have, if you want to compare that to cannabis, dry communities in, in, in the lower mainland too. Some communities, yeah. I think Richmond still Richmond as that. well, Richmond and yeah. Surrey. Mm-hmm. And Surrey Surrey's getting there. They're going to have some soon. But it takes time, right? It takes and, a lot of time. And, and it's easier to roll back regulations than impose them later on. So exactly. for sure it makes and sense. And government rather be known as slow rather than missing getting something. Ahead. Getting yeah. ahead, right? And then you get caught and get in trouble. So there you go. Jerry, yeah. thank you. Thank you.